0: I'm Jules. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Sarah. And you're listening to Spaghetti Heads. So today we have a very special inaugural guest our first guest speaker on the podcast it's very ow, ow. exciting very very exciting um so we have my dear friend sarah allen johnson uh sarah and i have been friends since high school which was it was so long ago it's it's sad Many i'm months. sad about it i don't want to think about you know that but it was a while ago um sarah studied history at flagler college and graduated in 2014. Um, after graduation she worked at the museum of science and history in outreach and education and she currently works for the state of florida she's a government employee she is going to talk to us about women's suffrage today and we hope that this podcast kind of inspires women that are listening to go out and vote just a preface. This is not a political podcast. We always say this is a politics-free zone. But yeah. we want you to feel inspired to just go out and exercise your right, no matter who you're voting for or what you're voting for. Um, I think it helps women to kind of know all that went into it to just feel like, wow, like I should really go exercise this right because it wasn't something that just happened overnight and it didn't come easily to for women in the United States. So, so yeah.
1: Thank you. That was a glowing introduction, Julie. Good. Catherine. I'm so glad. I, <laughs> I loved so glad. that. So I'm really excited and I want to kick this off. Um, I'm going to hit you guys with a quote from Miss Abigail Adams, our second ever first lady. Love her. She's a fantastic dame. Um, she wrote her husband, John, a letter when he was in Philadelphia for the second Continental Congress in 1776, and it was just sort of a plea to him. And she said, remember the ladies and be more generous and favorable to them than your ancestors. Do not put such unlimited power in the hands of the husbands. And she later went on to say, if particular care and attention is not paid to the ladies, we are determined to foment a rebellion and will not hold ourselves bound by any law in which we have no voice or representation.
0: Yas queen. Yas queen. Yeah.
1: Yes, I do, too. Um, And sometimes in certain settings, if you just need to, like, pump yourself up, just read that. um, It gives me chills occasionally. As we all know, the founding fathers pretty much said, yeah, sure. See you there and uh, took everything Abigail said and just like balled it up and threw it in the trash. (laughs) Um, But uh, I mean, she like essentially predicted the future. Like women eventually got fed up and they were like, yeah, no, we're not going to deal with this. Um, so in my opinion, she was like the OG suffragette, but in reality, (laughs) (laughs) the, the women's suffrage movement in the United States didn't kick off until like the 1820s to 1830s, which is earlier than a lot of people think. Um, so what happened at that time was originally the only people who could vote were white educated landowning men.
2: Classic. I feel like
0: I remember this from AP History. Like yeah. Briefly. Oh, yeah.
1: If you've taken any sort of AP U.S. History class, you probably have a really basic foundation of this. Most of my research came from history.com and the good old classic that is Wikipedia. Um, just so I could get some dates right, um, and then what's in here in the old noggin, courtesy of a lovely lady named Miss White, who was my AP History teacher, and she was also a crazy person.
2: <laughs> Someone sure- find Miss White and help her
1: there's a whole lot going on there. Um <laughs> but uh right, so by the 1820s like at the latest 1830s, most white men had been enfranchised whether they could own whether they owned land or were educated or not. It was just like, "Hey, are you a white guy? You can go vote now." You're yeah. qualified. Um, yeah, you're you're qualified. You are a white male. Also at this time, like all these reform groups are popping up around the country because people are becoming really angry with the slavery situation. Um A lot of like religious reform is happening so like people are becoming even like like puritanism kind of died down and now it's like kicking itself back up and uh the other thing too is we're now seeing a lot of temperance leagues which is no alcohol we don't we don't want you drinking we don't want you partying we don't want you
2: having fun girl i'm drinking right now
1: (laughs) oh yeah that's what's going to be that's what's going to be very ironic about this whole thing is every major suffragette in American history was also the leader of like their local temperance league.
0: So temperance, did that have any correlation? You said like a lot of religious changes. Yes. Did those two things go hand in
1: hand? They did go hand in hand. So, um, on the, and like these groups were being led by women cause they were at home and bored and didn't really have anything to do. So they were like,
0: like us right now. Sounds
1: familiar. <laughs> right. And <laughs> <So, in the, laughs> This really, this really, uh, this really, <laughs> this really cool thing started happening too where American women stopped subscribing to what most modern historians refer to as the cult of true womanhood, which is this idea that like you're at home, you're domestic, you just take care of kids, you just have babies, you know, you don't participate in anything outside of like this very... Strict gender role that we as voting white men have set up for you. <laughs> right,
0: that is really interesting too, because like you said, like how you you were saying, a lot of people like this started a lot earlier than people think. Like that right. is much earlier than I would think of, like women seeing their roles differently. I think of I think of women. Hundred percent. I think of like post 1950s being the first time that women actually changed their like roles in the household like Ooh. firmly, and that's probably incorrect. I know that's incorrect, but that's how I see it in my head for some reason.
2: Well, after Sarah told us that she she was going to talk about this subject, I did some research and I was seeing a lot of stuff from like the early 1900s. So like 1910, 1920. And it sort of like bringing me back to the episode that we did about the 1918 pandemic. And I was like, oh, okay, like it's around that time. And then when you said 1800s, I was like, what?
1: Yeah, surprising. <laughs> yeah, it was probably around a 75 to 80 year movement overall. So wow. if you look at it from... Women in these reform leagues are starting to realize, like, we want to be the effectors of change, but we don't have a right to make change. So, if we want to create this America that we think is a healthier, a healthier, like, more moral, upstanding country, we need to be in a position to where we can vote in policy that does everything we want it to do. So, these women are abolitionists first and foremost. So, they're a lot of um, sort of socialite educated type women from the northeast that's where you're going to see a lot of your suffragettes coming from
0: was- waspy women waspy that what they
1: yes they're very waspy yeah they are waspy af um, <laughs> and they uh their leader at the time was a lovely lady named katie stanton spelled caddy
2: pronounced mm-hmm. katie mm-hmm. interesting
1: c-a-d-y c-a-d-y um, oh. did they I mean, call
2: it, her caddy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no that suffragette meeting is going to be in the back building yeah um, and on
0: Wednesdays we wear pink
2: <laughs> in the office above the production lab <laughs> poor coach car um,
1: so but look, that is another example of white male
2: privilege we just, yes. lost, a ni- <laughs> we just lost all 19 listeners that we had <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll get them back Um, So Katie Stanton and a bunch of other uh, leading female abolitionists uh, organized a convention called the Seneca Falls Convention, took place in Seneca Falls, New York, in 1848. And the original idea was like, how can we become more impactful on making legislative changes to abolish slavery? And that didn't really end up happening. What they ended up realizing was, we're just angry that we don't get to vote. So... They reach the decision that women are autonomous individuals, which, duh. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And that we deserve the right to vote just like men do. So this situation kind of gets backburnered because, like, this thing called the Civil War happens. and casual. Just super casual, just (laughs) Americans killing other Americans. It's fine. But two things came after the Civil War. Uh, That was the passing of the 14th Amendment, um, which declared that any U.S. citizen is protected wholly under the Constitution, and more specifically, the Bill of Rights. So those first 10 amendments, you know, right to free speech, right to religion, all that good stuff. However, it sort of declassifies women and just sort of says citizens are men. Because women technically don't need protection because you have men which is not ideal. Um, and then also the uh, 15th Amendment is passed, which ratifies giving uh, black men the right to vote. Um, so in reality, the people that are really shafted from this are women of color. Right. Um, which as I hate
0: we- to give credit. And le- I mean, I don't know. I would say at least giving black men the right to vote, though. That is something. It was something. And Let's that's give a, just a just a just a an ounce of credit just like this like the tiniest props oh
1: no no it does deserve props and this is where we need to get kind of angry with our suffragette ladies for a minute because um they see this as a time to really start pushing the suffrage movement so much so that they start threatening to ally with like racist southern politicians because they're like yes because they're so angry they're so angry that they don't have the right to vote that they're like Uh, as white women, we deserve Mm. the right to vote more than, more than, uh, I just earned my freedom over here. Yeah. Um, and this is something that I don't think a lot of people really recognize, but these women were so hell bent on getting what they wanted that they were just like, well, we're going to be shifty and we're (laughs) going to, in all honesty, we do need to give them some, some claps, some snaps, whatever you want for playing the political game. Yeah because it was a world dominated by men and truth be told they saw how to they like they picked up on how to play the game that and they smart. stepped in real quick with all 800 layers of clothing that they had on and
2: that house of cards was coming down
1: so yeah so they argue that white women have more of a right to vote than a black man um which is terrible but like i said they've recognized like kind of how to game the system and they're doing a pretty good job of it Um, And this is when our friend Susan B. Anthony shows up And she's sort of like suffragette number one Um, She and another woman named Lucy Stone Organized the National Women's Suffrage Association in 1869 Um, And this is kind of when they sort of begin to act like they're a political party Or like a political faction Um, So by the late 1800s to early 1900s um, The view of the suffragettes Uh, has really changed and that they're no longer fighting for equality because they've recognized that women have a much different political ideology than men, just naturally. Um, We tend to be a little bit gentler and they've wanted to make America uh, be like a more pure and moral society, like I said earlier. So that's really come back into the picture. Um, However, this is when they really start to push temperance. Um, and And this is the
0: anti-drinking yes I'm very anti-this
1: oh you should (laughs) you should be you absolutely should be as I sip
0: my um, Kettle One Botanicals cocktail my big not an ad it's just delicious no free ads
2: is it the grapefruit rose Mm -hmm. yes girl do you put it with fresca because that's my drink
0: i haven't tried that but this is just soda water and a blood orange slice
2: that's all you really need but i'm telling you if you've got a nice classic fresca in the fridge it's a good use
1: i should try that anyways moving on i've been mixing lime bubblies (laughs) with the tequila we have in our house i'm very into i looked
2: for a lime white before this if you get
1: the grapefruit bubbly it tastes like a paloma oh
0: i love palomas that was my drink two weeks ago on the podcast i was drinking palomas i love palomas
1: um You know who doesn't love Palomas, though? Susan B. Anthony and Katie Stanton. No, she doesn't like it. Mm -mm. Hard pass. So um, they start to really work this temperance thing into their, like, big angle, and this is how they start, like, appealing to people to getting them to support them, is they're like, drinking is bad and it's dirty, and when men get drunk, they do bad things. And so other women are kind of like... I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'd agree with that. Like, like the other women of America are being like, you know, Abner wasn't too kind when he came home from the saloon a Abner. fortnight ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um oh so God. just the Ethels and the Hazels and the other old lady names are All the
0: favorite to- names that I like. But it's fine.
2: <laughs> shout out to Eleanor. Love Ruth. her. Stop. it. I love Ruth. the name Eleanor. No, I know. I, know. I was so. joking. I said big shout fan. out to the name Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Cuz we all have one that we love. Martha. Or two. I'm We've a big two fan now. Of Martha. We do. Oh, Anyways, I don't mind the on. name Martha. Actually, I love the name Martha. I love the so name cute. Lucy.
0: I like Lucy
1: too. Matt I feel like if it. your name is Martha, no one's gonna mess with you. Like, no, oh. nobody
0: messes with a Marty.
1: Uh-uh. Marty Heck will beat no. your ass. Marty would beat your ass. Yeah, she would. Anyways, yeah. So, um, so they're they're really uh like harping on this topic, and they refuse to let it go, like women do. Yeah, we've decided this is the hill that we're gonna die on. Um. <laughs> So got to pick it, it carefully but it, you know. Yes. Yeah. They they weren't great about picking and choosing battles. Um much like I am when I'm drinking. Right. So after women <laughs> so World War 1 rolls around, rolls around. And uh women are sent to fill in like the men's spots in the workplace.
0: And we taught, we discussed this. Yes. In the 1918 episode.
1: Right. And this is what sort of made me think like, "Oh, what a great little follow-up for you guys."
0: Yeah.
1: Um and they come home and they're like all right go back to doing your stuff and they're just like no i'm not going to do that because my I'm kids are
0: driving f- me crazy and i like this job
1: right not e- like it's <laughs> like i'm now fully aware that like i can have a job and raise a family like and do whatever else men did at that time that women normally weren't allowed to do vote so um uh Fun fact, though, I forgot to say this earlier. I'm going to do a quick little interlude. By 1910, some of the Western states, so your Californias, your Oregons, your Washingtons, had made the decision um, statewide, so like not federally, anti-federally, to give women the right to vote. Huh. Yeah, because... So they
0: could basically vote... In, like, local elections, like like your state elections? Yes, or, yes. Okay.
1: You could vote in state elections or local
2: elections. Like county elections. Yes, yeah.
1: exactly. Sort of like... Uh, yes, yes. Um, it's It was a social issue, um, and it was dealt with on a... The government, the U.S. federal government originally wanted to be, it to be dealt with on a state-by-state basis, knowing good and well that a lot of the states weren't going to ever really do anything about it. Right. But the West Coast has always been more progressive anyways so they're kind of like you know women are out here owning businesses and digging for gold and you know all that good stuff um so uh the issue though has always been the southern states and the northeast so sort of this like og 13 colonies and everybody that's back here that's super waspy and -hmm. subscribes to like very strict social mores and codes um, and then in, uh, like 1918, 1919, the movement really starts to see a lot of like heavy involvement, okay. um, at the democratic convention of 1920, so the summer of 1920 before the general election. Wait,
0: the- pause, please. I didn't even know we had party conventions in the
1: 1920s. Did not even know this is a thing. Party conventions have been happening since about AJ, Andrew Jackson's time. That is crazy. Yeah, it was a way for them to get together and just make sure that they all agreed on the same platform. That would not work today. I feel. <laughs> no, 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 no. It really, it really wouldn't. Um, I feel mean, like the, the two... purpose has shifted somewhat. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even. I mean, look at the way the Democratic and Republican parties even have even shifted. They've well, completely. That's what, that's what yeah. I'm saying.
0: Like, I feel like I can talk to. Three or four people that are that would identify as Democrats and three or four people that identify as Republicans, and they all feel differently about everything. Oh, absolutely! Like there's like such a because there's so range many more. Now. There's so many more topics. Yeah, to, and, you yeah. Know, yeah. And, and that's a good thing. I that's, agree. I, in a perfect world, that is what is supposed to be amazing and wonderful about America is that we can have these different views, and we are empowered to believe that, and that's our right.
1: Exactly, right? that is our right to believe um, whatever we want and whoever we want. Um, so they, the suffragettes start to really hone in on the South and the Northeast as, like, uh, like the danger zones. Problem so like, areas. The, yes, the problem areas. So they <laughs> launch a campaign to target these, like, recalcitrant states. Um, and the suffragettes are like, if you don't give us the right to vote, we're going to starve ourselves.
0: Oh, I remember this.
1: So they start starving themselves. I mean literally effective effective. It, well you bet super effective um
0: because For the waistline
1: yeah oh they would have <laughs> I'm had really to down- sorry <laughs> no they would have had to downsize their corsets like to the nth degree I mean well
0: and then also I could be wrong but back then wasn't the fashion to be on the curvier side it was yeah so and like that's, starving that's yourself a good point. the men yeah. were like no 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 please we like you a little junk in the trunk and she was like
1: she was like no I don't want to like the, yeah, um, so they started starving themselves amongst other things. They would just like go out into the streets and like picket and whatnot. And in England, because um, the British suffrage movement was happening sort of around the same time as ours, in England it actually got violent. So like the cops would come out and like fire hose them down and like beat them and jail them and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, it was terrible over there.
0: Wow.
1: They got the right to vote before we did though. <laughs> um, despite no. all that being, despite all that being a problem, yeah. Um, so on August 18th, 1920, the 19th Amendment, after almost 100 years of starvation and screaming and weird political racial alliances, it is ratified nationwide. And on November 2nd, more than 2 million women vote in their first ever general election across the United States.
0: Wow. So it, like you said, it took like 100 years.
1: It took about 100 years. Yeah. That is um, crazy. So <laughs> it should be remembered that in about a year or two, these women who now have the right to vote, who absolutely hated alcohol, have now voted prohibition into effect. (laughs) Oh. You win some, you lose some.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) You know? Uh, And I like to think that maybe everyone, like, all these men were, like, finally turned around. It was like, you're right, alcohol is bad. And they're like, yeah, um about that do we really want to keep that as like a thing or let's just get angry at the girls for showing their ankles um which that happened too so but women like like they had they went through like a huge social like paradigm shift like you know the the flapper situation started but yeah so women now finally felt that they were free to live lives pretty much you know we are now citizens we are now true members of this nation where, I mean, if you look at even the Revolutionary War, there were so many key players who were female. Um, And I just think that it's it's frustrating that it took so long for us to get the right to vote. But if you look at America, we are such a young nation compared to our peers. I know. I mean, England is thousands of years old. And we were able to get the right to vote, you know, 150 years in that's phenomenal. It took these other countries, you know, hundreds of years, which is, I think it's absurd that we, this amazing experiment that we are, have been able to figure things out really quickly. And I'm not saying America's perfect. And I'm not saying that, you know, we don't make mistakes, which we do, but I think that we have a pretty good way of, um, convalescing pretty quickly and we have a really good way of like coalescing our population into believing what is right and making good decisions
0: um i really appreciate you saying that because i feel like there is a lot of like i hate to even use the word negativity but there is a lot of negativity right now like animosity and like it's important to reflect and sit back and like give props where props are due and like absolutely hey like actually it is pretty cool and like regardless of what your views are right now Or, what your views have been in the past, like, Mm -hmm. look at the big picture, look at the entire history of it all and be like, wow, like, look at what we've been able to do. Yeah. Um, And just, you know, love on our country and be proud of where we are.
1: Sometimes America just needs, like, a big hug and a cuddle. Like, it just needs to be reminded (laughs) that it's done, like, it's come a really long ways in a very, very short period of time. Yeah, so true. Women are now the largest voting body that we have here in our country, despite years of complacency and feeling as though politics were strictly a man's game. Wow. Um, I like, I refuse to allow women to believe that our political system should be solely dominated um, by men. And I want to remind everyone listening that you should register to vote for our upcoming general election in November. Um, I don't care who you vote for. If you are just do it. Yeah. If you need help, I will personally contact your supervisor of elections office and, you know, get everything to everything like that for you. Um, it's really quick, but I, I do want to also reiterate the point that this bill, this beautiful, beautiful bill that was ratified only positively affected white women due to the Jim Crow system that plagued the South for so long. So, um, and like I said, America has always had kinks in the hose, but eventually we get them out. Um, and I think when the Civil Rights Act went into effect in the late 60s, um, I think it did start the process of fixing a lot of problems. I could not be prouder of the women in this country for stepping up and letting their voices be known. I mean, we had in this, you know, Democratic primary, we had four female
0: I know Democratic
1: primate. That's incredible.
0: That's like, isn't that unprecedented? That's it is never, unprecedented. That's never yeah. happened before. Just to have. It's always yeah. just been hills in her
1: pantsuits. I mean, right? <laughs> and it's crazy that. I mean, I love a good
0: pantsuit. But, I who
1: doesn't? I mean, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: a power pant. That's what I like to call yeah, it.
1: Yeah, when I when I go up to Tallahassee to when I I can't call it I can't call it lobbying. When I go up to Tallahassee to advocate, I wear a good power pant. Yeah, and I I feel like the the baddest bitch in the room.
0: <laughs> I do remember like, so in taking the course in college where they were telling us what to wear and like, you know, and I remember being like, are pants okay? Cause like, I don't own a skirt. And my teacher was like, pants are fine. I also took a course. Um, This was actually a grad school and it was like one of our teachers and they were just kind of like telling us like, hey, when you go to job interviews, like here's how to present yourself, you know, don't spray a bunch of perfume, like put mm-hmm. your doing on and shower. But like, you know, all these tips that everybody in business school hears. But actually they were saying like wear a statement piece. Like wear something memorable. Like as a woman, you go into an interview like wear a shirt with a fluffy sleeve or like wear a nice like cool necklace that like yeah. is going to be memorable.
1: I went to I go to Tallahassee two times a year um so like during fall and then winter session. Um and I advocate for my junior league Um, And I like I was there back in January um, and I wore a very cool, actually very 1920s, like chartreuse satin drop waist dress. Yes. With a a nude heel. Yes, girl.
0: I also had a speech teacher in college. I kid you not. That would say that anytime you were wearing something that showed like the crevice of your elbow, Hmm. that it was like cleavage she believed that you should have to wear things long enough that go below your knee and that cover the, cre- the crevice in your elbow It w- and this was a female teacher that I had
1: this <laughs> she, a, she voted in prohibition
0: like she had to like and I remember being like this is so disturbing that this woman teacher that I have is like like if you because it was a speech class right so we Mm -hmm. all had to give like an elevator speech if you came in to give an elevator speech and your jacket didn't cover your elbows and your bottoms didn't cover the crack in the back of your knee whatever that freaking section is called i don't know back knee crack yeah she's like "It's, (laughs) it's cleavage get out you get you fail
1: like i i want to i want to give this woman a ring and just say hey I think there's a lot we need to unpack here. Like, are you okay? Girl, are Are, you okay? What's going on at home? Girl, let me
0: pour you a glass of rosé and let's have a conversation. Like, are you okay? Yeah. It's crazy to hear, like, how far women have come from everything you've told us. Because, like, honestly, before today, the only thing I feel like I remembered about women's suffrage was the starvation thing. I remember that being a thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... It first, like I said, just the most dramatic thing, but as a dramatic person, I'm like reading this article and going, yeah, do it, do it.
0: Do you feel like women still have a long way to go?
1: I think we do. Not in, I don't think it's going to be like a bumpy, pothole, pothole filled, like terrible road though. I've been very blessed to have a significant other who works in an office that's like a predominantly female run assistant, like state attorney's office, which you hardly ever see. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I mean his office is like mostly women from what I have gathered. Um, you know, when I told him I applied for this job and that I would like be traveling a lot back and forth, like from here to Tallahassee. Um, and that I was like super excited, super supportive, two thumbs way, way up was just like, go do what you want to do. Like this is what you love and everything. Um, and I think, I think it helps that um, we had, like, I had a very supportive, like, like parental figures in my life, too, that were very much just like, like, my dad being a single dad with two girls consistently, you know, just saying, like, do, like, you are going to face men who are going to say these things to you, and you will refuse to let them say it, and you will be better than them. I think when you have a very strong like parental foundation and I I think a lot of us millennials do have more progressive helpful parents but I could be generalizing here. I I will say from, you know, the the friend groups that I have experienced and things of that nature these are people who are willing to let their children do what they want to do. I mean, my yeah. parents let me be a history major and then not be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like whatever you want to do.
0: Yeah. I know. And we we may be just three people that had very supportive parents. Like, we don't know. That's true. Like I said. We we always try to temper everything we say with, like, our reality. And, like, it may not be everybody's reality. But, like, I just – it's crazy to think. I think in the childhood I grew up in, I felt confused by the fact that I liked Blue and that I wanted to be a fireman or a fighter pilot like Tom Cruise and Top Gun. And also – felt female and I was confused by that and I remember like my parents I went to a little boy's birthday party Stephen Morton Stephen if you're out there just kidding he's not listening (laughs) I was the only girl (laughs) I was the only girl in my kindergarten class to get invited to his birthday and I remember his mom being like oh well we ordered little basketball jerseys for all the boys but for Julie Catherine we ordered a little tutu and like a ballerina shirt and my parents were like
2: she doesn't want that
0: yeah she wants a basketball jersey and like his parents were like okay. And like, I got a basketball jersey, like all the boys, like that's was just where I was more comfortable.
1: I think that women are more prone to lead charges like this. Like we tend to have an ability to see the forest before the trees and we can Mm -hmm. kind of see what sort of outcomes will happen if we're just a little bit more willing to listen. Right. And, um, just be more understanding. Um, and I'm not saying men aren't understanding, but I think that they're they're quicker to want to try to find a solution.
0: Oh, and... we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Waffles and spaghetti. Yes. They're solution-focused yes. creatures. Right.
1: They are. They're very much solution-focused creatures. And I really did enjoy that that podcast. And now I go to work where I work with mostly men. <laughs> Understandable. And I'm and i and I'm a little bit not so terrible with them because now I have a better understanding of why they do what they do. And I even have a better understanding of, like, why Kyle does what he does, um, which I can't unsee the unwinding with the box thing now because right? he's been <laughs> he's been playing with this like switch thing that he got.
2: Yes. Like for weeks. Staring at a box.
1: Yes, yes. staring at a box. Um but I think they yeah, they're very like solution driven, like y'all said, and that's not always going to work out. And sometimes they just pick a solution because it is the fastest, whether it's gonna work or not. It's like we'll figure it out when we get there.
2: You we'll know, cross that bridge, bridge. when you get there. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And we're a little bit like, well, that bridge is broken and there's a troll toll. And <laughs>
2: <laughs> what if there is no bridge? How are we, we have... going to build one? Yeah. Right. How
1: do we build a bridge? There's no trees. Yeah. It's a weird desert bridge. I don't right. know. Yeah. So, um and I think that these women that fought for this right recognized that. Like they saw the men in our country. And they were like, we love you. We think you're great. You are, you are our husbands, our brothers, our fathers, our grandfathers, whatever. And you are phenomenal people. But we think the choices that you're making aren't necessarily ideal for women. And we aren't positively represented here. We're not even represented at all. So- and I want to take
0: that, what you just said, is so important. Because I think feminism... Gets a very bad rep for being like men haters. Yes. And that's and that's so not... If you would call yourself a true feminist, like my husband's a feminist. He'll tell right. you all day long. Like, yeah. like he's a man. He's not a man hater. He loves being a man, but he also loves and supports women. What he wants is equality for the sexes. And that's Correct. what feminism is about. It's just about equaling the playing field. It's not at all about uneven anything or no. hating on men No. whatsoever. Right. And
1: I and I get very angry with women who claim to be feminists but it's but all your that yeah, all you're doing is hating on men. And yeah, it's not there okay. are bad men in this world. We know but that. But bad there's women bad women. In this world. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I mean you can't just assume that because their chromosomal makeup is different than yours that they're terrible and out to get you and they don't have your in best interest at heart I think that's a really really shitty assumption
0: yeah I mean I think I I think that the the bottom line is like we think about these women that fought for the right to vote for a hundred years and they finally gained it, what, 1920? 1920. So 1920. This, year, this year is the hundred year. This yes, the this year. Which is why we're doing the, this episode right. is because this is the centennial yes. of women's suffrage. Yes, exactly. And they worked really hard to get to that point or they gained that right. And all we need mm-hmm. at this point is for everybody, men, women alike, get everybody on an equal playing field absolutely that's how i feel like i feel like i feel like equal rights for women is equal rights for everyone like that's what we're trying to do we're not trying to be superior we're not trying to like but also sorry but in a case where like you have two applicants for ceo and one's a woman and one's a man their gender should be a non-issue their gender should not be a factor it should be taken
1: off the table entirely
0: Look, men may not have PMS, but sometimes their favorite sports team loses two games in a row, and it's basically the equivalent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, as someone who lives with a person who went to the unnamed university that both of you attended, this past fall was not great, and now there's just no sports at all. So.
2: it's. I feel like it's my season. It is my it is, season. Yeah.
1: Right, so it is It is Weird Bravo Marathons time. It wait, is queer, queer Eye time.
2: Yes. I'm, like, hey, I'm like, hey honey, Top Chef is on tonight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're sitting around and he's like,
0: I'm like, what should we watch? He's like, is there more Queer Eye? Are there episodes of Queer Eye? I'm like, I yes, wish, I I wish Kyle would do I uh, I'm like, oh my God. Yes, Anthony is a snack. Let's watch. Anthony Let's is a snack.
1: Immediately. He's a snack who makes snacks. He's a snack making snack.
0: all right so if there's ladies out there that want to vote and don't really know where to get started sarah allen do you have tips for them
1: i have tips i have tricks um so your supervisor of elections office is a really really great resource it's gonna have all of the voter related information that you might be looking for if you type in your address that's on your voter registration card it'll tell you your polling place um you can also look up your candidates that are up for state positions, so your state representatives, um, who is up for re-election there, um, a lot of times you're going to have county commissioners and city councilmen. Um, local elections are important. Local elections are going to be the people who start to build those political resumes that then want to well, go on. And it's on really and...
0: going to affect you. Exactly. Like local elections affect you the most.
1: They, they affect you way more than you could ever imagine. And local elections are actually when people are most complacent. Yeah. They don't think it's important. But these people are running for smaller local positions because they want to be your senator one day. They want to be your U.S. congressman one day. So you need to familiarize with this, yourself with this person, with their platform, the relationships that they have with their constituency. How do they deal with your police department? How do they deal with your you know, fire department? How do they deal with uh, the various issues that are specific to your area? For example, Ocala, big homeless problem. Um, and I think it's key that we watch how our mayor, our city council, and our county commissioners in Marion County how they deal with this issue, um, because it is a it's you know probably one of the bigger ones that we have. Um, <clears throat> and on your supervisor page, you can click like a tab for candidates. You pick which election. So for this one, it would be you know November 2020. You click that, and it will list every single person who will be on your ballot for this general election. And I really encourage you, if you're not familiar with someone and there may be only one of two or three people running for that position, research your nominees, get to know their platforms. An informed voter is a good voter.
0: So we are women, hear us roar. It's important.
1: Hear us roar. Um, We'll roar all together at 3.30. We'll all wear the same thing. Um, We will harmonize on Wednesdays. We wear pink. And if you guys, this, I'm going to do like a little shameless plug really quickly. If you guys are free in August, if all of this is done and over, I'm actually throwing a benefit in honor of women's suffrage in Ocala. Yeah.
0: Plug yourself, girl. Celebrating
1: the um, centennial of the 19th Amendment. It's August 8th. Um, It's going to be a brunch. There will be alcohol. Because I'm sticking it to them.
0: Holler. We're yeah. not about them teetotaling bitches. We're not. But we are. We're not we about... are. Listen, we are about We're them about it. Bitches, but, but we're, we're not, not about we're that. We're not about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, like, we love everything about you, but we want you to change just like that one thing.
0: Girl, we love everything about you with a cocktail.
1: Yes. And I just think to myself, like, I bet they were, like, addicted to laudanum or whatever that weird fake morphine stuff was yeah. that they all did back then. And it was like, I don't need to drink. I just have this stuff that the doctor gave me because I get the gloomies sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blue. Yeah, I'm, I'm blue. I just had eight kids, and I don't know why I'm sad. It's like, oh, you don't? Well, here, take this. It's just straight cocaine.
2: Fine. <laughs> we're just
1: giving everybody cocaine.
2: Have a good Wednesday.
1: Have a have a, <laughs> a good Wednesday. We will see you at church. Yes.
2: <laughs> Honey, on Sunday.
1: Oh, at 9 a.m.
0: and at 11.
1: Yes. Just be there all day. We'll be there all day long. All day long. Bring a potato salad. That's right.
0: Sarah Allen, you've been an amazing guest. We well, I
2: I'm give feeling you a like clap.
0: I know. Just a little little props for you. I think that Thank was you. fabulous. I learned a lot and I hope that a lot of ladies that are listening are inspired to go vote if they haven't or find out if they register registered. if you're know.
1: not. Yeah, and if you have questions, uh, there's a good chance that the 19 people who listen to this might know me. <laughs> <laughs> so just shoot me a text. <laughs> and um, yeah, follow us on Instagram
0: Spaghetti Heads podcast, uh, Twitter spaghetti underscore heads and email us at yes.
2: spaghettiheadspodcast podcast at outlook.com.
0: If you have any questions, if you're like, "Hey, I'm a random person that doesn't know Julian Elizabeth, and I have questions," we know that that doesn't exist at this point. But maybe a year from now, hey, maybe a year from now, people are gonna start from the beginning. We don't know. We don't know where this is gonna go. You guys I are
1: apologize just gonna be for those people. You guys are gonna be like Karen and Georgia from My Favorite Murder, and just gonna like go on a podcast tour and sweep the nation. Just That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me.
0: Bless you. Bless you for saying so. Um, so yeah we'll close it out with a cheers cheers cheers
1: clink clink oh wait mine's empty